0: Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. We do this every Friday around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. Got a great panel, got a special guest, a little bit of a hero of mine, and we've got uh, some great stories. I think it's going to be a great show. Like I say, we've got Rob rolling with us. You know, if you don't know who Rob is, um, you've probably been under a rock, but I'm going to let him quickly introduce himself. And then the rest of the panel then my major sponsor, and then we're going to be straight into the stories. So first, Rob, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the WP Tonic tribe?
2: Hello, WP Tonic folks. It's great to be back. I come here, what, every quarter, every six months or so and and weigh in. So I'm a software developer turned startup entrepreneur. And uh, after selling a couple SaaS companies, I now run MicroConf, which is a uh, What's well, really the longest running and most trusted community for bootstrap SaaS founders, and I also invest, so I've, I'm invested in almost eighty mostly bootstrap companies.
1: I was listening to your podcast um, a couple of days ago. One of your, um, I think, in the past couple of weeks, you were doing a, you were talking about your early days and how you were training as an electrical engineer and electrician. Yep, and the money was terrible. Yep, <laughs> you did enjoy it, it as construction. You're at your home, your parents, and you thought, I've got to do something, I've got to turn my life around. And you just went to the library before the internet was more
2: established, and you just got stuck into some coding books, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, right, I... I didn't have much money, so I just, uh, again, it was like 1998, right, 1999. So there was internet, but it, there, you couldn't learn to code on it. So I checked out books on Perl, PHP, and HTML. Because I had gone to school for computer engineering, but they taught me C and C++, and it was like, what am, what am I going to do with this in the internet age? So that yeah, was the start.
1: Cool. I, I thought it was very inspiring, you sharing that. Thanks, Rob. Um, Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, it's Spence from
0: WPLongify.com.
1: And we've got a new regular panellist. I I hope that she'll be able to join us as regularly as possible. She was a great laugh last week when she joined us. I thought I had to ask her to be a regular panellist. And that's Stephanie. Stephanie, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the tribe?
3: What's up, you guys? I'm so excited to be back. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, I'm a little concerned about your head. I don't know what happened. There's an injury. Oh, yeah. I, I, I
1: walked, well... I do some boxing. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, I went to my boxing <laughs> gym and somebody whacked me one, really knocked me out, literally. I stayed, I'm still recovering. So I, I, I have no responsibility about whatever comes out of my mouth, still <laughs> ups, which is usual. Um, but Compared I'm not, to I'm usual? Not, yeah, because I'm not really tightly with it. I, I think I've got a concussion to something. He, I, I really got <laughs> semi-beaten up last night is that what they're Uh,
0: calling the pub these days boxing yeah
1: that's what they call it yeah (laughs) and i've got my um kind of co-host person that helps me with the round table show andrew palmer the only andrew palmer would you like to
3: introduce i thought i didn't even say my name but i thought elizabeth holmes i thought elizabeth holmes heard last week's episode and came after you
4: that's what I thought happened to your head. All right. Let so, Stephanie um, introduce herself first. And do I'm oh, Stephanie
3: yes. Hudson at Focus WP. You can find me at focuswp.co. Oh, I apologize. I forgot you introduced
1: yourself,
4: Stephanie. Too busy interrupting people. That's why. <laughs> oh, there we go. That <laughs> is, that is so, my job. That's why they listen
1: to this uh-oh. bloody show. All right. Uh, off you go, AG. Oh, I'm from. uh, I'm
4: Andrew Palmer. I'm just uh, based in the UK, and I kind of invest, but not in the same level as Rob. But you know, we try our best, don't we, Rob, to save people from themselves and try and get the plugins updated and all that kind of stuff. And you can find out all about me at thisisandrewpalmer dot com. That's great.
1: And before we go into the main part of the show, folks, I just want to talk about my great major sponsor and that's castos if you're looking to get into podcasting and you should for yourself or for your clients you really need a quality platform and that's what castos offers i've been using them now for over six months they've got a great ux interface they've got a great product they've got one price structure you're not um penalized for being successful like other platforms and their support and the people behind it are just great to work with so if you're looking like i say to get into podcasting for yourself or for your clients go and have a look at castos and if you decide to buy one of the packages and you should tell them that you heard about them on the wp tonic show it helps castos and it helps the show please support the show so on to the first story. And WordPress 5.9 5, 5. proposes scope major push towards oh my God. Full site editing plus these titles on the tavern aren't getting any better, <laughs> are they? Spencer, what do you think of this one? <laughs> it's,
0: def- it's definitely a run-on sentence, but uh I'll have to check with John for the SEO capability. Well, the thing is with the Gutenberg in general, I don't know if this is what's covered, but in general, there's a, there's a real benefit to it that I've talked about. But the one thing that it's missing at the moment is you, you really have no way to interact with archive or single product pages. So you can edit the layout on a particular page or post type and whatever, and you can use that and resave it. But if you wanted to have that particular design appear on multiple post type pages, like for example, if you're, you wanted to change the layout of your products, You don't have a capacity built in right now to have that happen like you do with many other page builders. You would literally have to build something into your template hierarchy in an old-fashioned way or you'd have to use a theme. So there are a few mechanical things that need to be done. And the whole point of it is that, and I think that this is what they need to do, they're going after the idea that you can edit the entire site in one process, in one methodology instead of what we have now is this birthday cake layering of you've got a theme with a page builder on top and then you've got an editor that's in classic mode or it's in block mode and then inside of there's a widget and the the widget or the the block is in classic mode or regular mode and it's there's a lot of layers so i think ultimately for everyone's benefit you have to remove a lot of the layers but it's not as simple as just Taking one of the legs out of the table and calling it a day—you have to prop it up in the meantime.
1: Yeah. So, Rob, obviously, you support um, for your funds WordPress enterprises. So you mu- you probably keep it on your radar to some extent. What's going on in WordPress? So, what do you? How do you think this is going? You know, I agree with Spencer. This seems to be what they're looking to achieve: the automatic crowd, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh we're invested in Castos. The sponsor <laughs> totally coincidentally, but and you know, they're based on the uh, WordPress plugin series so A very podcasting. wise
1: investment. I think yeah.
2: they're gonna do very well. That's turning out pretty good <laughs> for us. Um yeah, so you know, I I view it a little bit as a, as an outsider, like the WordPress world. There are a lot of folks who come to MicroConf who I interact with, but it's it's not my the thing I yeah, like you next next week I'll see you in Portland. Um but it's not something that I think about, and and you know I'm embedded in day to day. I'm also a WordPress user and administrator. You know, a handful of websites that we run on WordPress. So, uh, so to me, this feels like I mean, Gutenberg obviously has been a large kerfuffle for the last two years. You know, and it seems like it's caused a lot of. Um, it's almost like I, the idea of Gutenberg and and the the builder, I think is is great. I think the execution. From again, from an outsider perspective, has lacked and has taken too long. And you know, to Spencer's point, it 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 works on this and that, but not this page type. And it's like it still feels like an early access to me, is how I would think about it. And like they're getting to the point where it's a V one, but it doesn't even you know again, it feels like a V point eight maybe right now.
0: Uh, um, I I wanted to just add something because in relation to how we get from here to there, the page builders themselves, and I'll I'll reference the two major ones like. Well, let me just say, first of all, Elementor. But Divi, I think, has also got to sign it. They recognize the predicament. (laughs) You're going to need that help there, John. (laughs) They recognize the predicament in that they are doing their own Elementor widgets to put blocks into an Elementor layout and vice versa. There's blocks that put an Elementor widget into. So in other words, the two sides see it's like peanut butter and chocolate will soon be a Reese's peanut butter cup. And they want to help people get there, but in the meantime, you have to be a little bit knowledgeable to understand yeah. which bits go together and taste good. Well, it's yeah, this well,
1: this um, diff- Stephanie ever, but I, I totally agree with you, Rob. Your observation here are you know, exactly my own faults. I'm not against it. I think it was necessary. It's just, it's just going on forever. Stephanie, what do you reckon?
3: I agree. I mean, I I think you guys all know what's going on. This is, none of this is crazy or outside of the box thinking. I mean, this is what's happening. And to take something that is this, that millions and millions of people use and turn it into a completely different thing. Like that's not an easy move to make. Like that is not simple. And you're going to deal with not only the tech issues of it, but also adoption issues and people freaking out about it and getting on podcasts and Blah, blah, blahing about it all day long. So blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. I don't. So, I mean, yeah, it's the messy middle, right? And where it's headed, I think will be better. I mean, I've, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be better. WordPress probably stayed the same way for way too long anyway, but it's changes hard,
4: you know. Yeah, true. Change is hard. What do you reckon, Andrew? Well, you know, I've got a lot of experience with this because I happen to own five plugins that are, if you put them all together, they're CPT Layout Injector, Woo Layout Injector, because WooCommerce is one of the worst. You can't amend the checkout, you can't amend the... the, you just can't amend anything, you know. So you've got to be a well. You coach need that
1: superb product, yeah. Andrew. Launch flows exactly.
4: We were, we were, need. Sean and I were first with our we layout injector for Divi, and Divi itself. Just to give you some some uh, some context on this with Gutenberg, they you know they're basically going full site editing. Yes, you can do custom posts. Types and you can do archives and all that kind of stuff. We, as Sean and I, we built these plugins, and they were basically a theme builder. Divi took four years from launching to have a theme builder. Elementor took two years from launching to have a theme builder. So this stuff ain't easy, you know, because people are confused about it. Now you've got theme builders in Divi, Elementor. I think actually Beaver Builder were one of the first to so have full site editing. Yeah, I, 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 it's yeah. I
1: it's a separate I, I, thing. It's still yeah I totally accept what you're saying, what? Andrew. But the only yes, oh. no surprise no, no, ever. But my no. only observation is that we are dealing with organisation that has had gobs, gobs of money, V C money invested in it and it's also got almost a thousand people working for it i do honestly
4: feel they could have got on with this a little bit more how i say quicker maybe Uh, that's that's too many cooks maybe that's part of the issue too many cooks you know with all these beaver builder team of five you know divvy when they first started they were a team of four Mm. now they're a team of over a hundred you know so kind of you you have this too many cooks can spoil the broth yeah. And also, too many people because it's a community effort. Yeah. No matter what anybody says, that's what they describe it as. <laughs> You've also got a lot of contributors that are doing this. Well, I don't agree with that, and I don't agree yeah. with that. So, how yeah. do you, because there's no hierarchy per se? How well, do you how do you organise that? You I, I, mean, I, I, I want to throw something out, know, Jonathan. It. You can't run things by committee yeah. if you want yeah. to succeed. It's that simple. I,
0: I'm going to add to what Andrew's saying because this is really where I see the politics mixing with the code mixing with the reality. So one of the things that I'm constantly talking about is that I deal and and communicate directly with a lot of the plugin authors that make the more popular stack of what you do. But when it comes to Gutenberg, one of the things I found, which is an interesting metaphor for how difficult this is, and it's in defense of the Gutenberg team, which you'd never hear from me normally. If, for example, you have something that is a form output. Like, 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 again, a, a, take your email and submit it. And you want to put it on the same editor layout as something like a checkout form. HTML5 markup makes it illegal to nest a form inside of another form, it just rejects it, it breaks out one of the forms, and that's it. So in the Gutenberg environment, one of the things I'm dealing with with launch flows was, okay, wait a second, they've given me this amazing sandbox where I can mix pieces that weren't designed to go together. But what happens if I get a plugin, or I should say a block from some author that's a form that thinks it's living on its own, but it needs to go inside the same space as a form from another person or a checkout? I have to create all kinds of rules. But we already know that everybody can throw everything into the mix of this giant WordPress pot And so I think that if they acted too impetuously, they would end up going down a path that would be very difficult to come back from, but yet might not work. And I think that's one of the reasons that in this case, I actually am in defense of the idea that they tippy-toe because everyone who makes the stuff has to kind of agree what's the playing field we're dealing with and then modify their stuff to cooperate with that. Kind of like football players or hockey players. You know what the rules of the game are. You don't just randomly bring in any kind of, you know. Yeah, right. Let's go on to...
1: Thanks for that, panel. Let's go on to story two. Apple delays plans to roll out CSAM detection in iOS 15 after privacy black backlash. That's, that's an understatement. Uh, I think one of the major forces that has forced them is Edward Snowden. I think when he, he's published uh, in his newsletter a scathing a rebut for Apple. What do you reckon about this, uh, Rob? Because I I think Apple have had to do, climb down to a certain degree. What do you reckon, Rob?
2: Yeah, I mean, privacy is obviously... A huge issue today, and it continues to to become that. I think since that I became aware of it, really, when the Snowden, um, you know, reveal happened. What, what was that? Five years ago? Six years ago? I mean, that that was the moment where I was like, oh, the, the people who are like conspiracy that, like, my dad who says the I government's watching us. Yeah, I was like, they're right, they're right. So, I mean, yep. this, and this is happening in look, this is happening in in ads with pixel tracking. This is happening in email uh, with open, you know, and click tracking is starting to go away um, several providers are, are removing it so it's not a surprise this happened I mean the the tough part is I think all of us would agree that um, you know fighting child pornography and putting people behind bars who are affiliated with it is a good thing but there's this, you know, is it the slippery slope of oh, we, now we have software to analyze your photos on your phone for this. Now can we start analyzing for this other thing? We we can say oh, we saw you doing drugs in a photo, and now we alert the. I mean, you know, it's it's like is it 1984? Does it? Does it have, it's not that today, but I think that's the kind of the realization that that people had, and Apple really, um, I don't know, they they took it in the shorts on this one.
1: Yeah, before I throw <laughs> it over to the panel. Um, my thought about this, Rob, was that, you know, I, like you said, I don't want to come across in any shape or form defending the purveyors of this awful material um, and they're, you know, these type of people. Um, but we we do have a legal system where we can have special courts. We can have special courts for espionage. Um, we could have a special court with specially, judge, specially trained judge, judges and I feel that the police and the police and other um, national crime, like the FBI, they could go to special courts and provide. Um, then there could be a special system where the proof could be lesser than normal required for search warrants. The normal legal apparatus, you know. Uh, the, These tech companies, and especially Apple, wanting to go outside the normal legal structures, that's my problem with it. Would you agree with that, Rob?
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard the idea of having special courts for this. Um, I would have to to give that more thought. But that's the idea is that, I mean, big tech, you know, It has a lot of power. Facebook, Google, they have so much of our data. Um, And Apple has traditionally been the one that says, look, we don't want your data, we sell devices, versus Facebook, who says, we want your data, we sell your data. That's how we make the money (laughs) selling it. Excuse me. Selling it through advertisers, right? And Google is the same way. So Apple has traditionally been the one that refused to unlock the iPhone. You know, in the in the Boston Marathon bombing a few years ago, yeah. uh, right? Refused to back to give a backdoor. Um, so this, I think, caught people caught people off guard.
1: You know, I'll normally throw it to another panelist, but I'm going to go back to Spencer because of his legal background. Before he became a WordPress entrepreneur. so Spencer, would you? You know, I don't know what your take. Or what I've just put to Rob that we do have a legal structure that 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 is experienced about how to deal with this. This is what this is my major problem with all this, Spencer. That they want to kind of remove the normal court judge legal structures that we have put in place. Over hundreds of years to deal with these balances between private you know privacy and the public good what was your take on it Spencer
0: well I actually um, read the article by Edward Snowden and one of the things that I took from it was that the underlying premise of why Apple might have tried this was their goal is end-to-end encryption so that they don't have to be bothered by the FBI or the CIA anymore But in order to do that, they need to pre-filter out all of the content that could get encrypted because otherwise that leaves them in a sort of pickle barrel by assisting these people that do this kind of stuff, if you follow my drift. In other words, they'll have the tool that allows these people to get away with behavior, but then they have to continually argue over subpoenas whether it's legitimate or not. Whereas if they, some, you know, really smart person maybe thought, What if we just stop anything from ever being in there? Then we know that we can tell the FBI and the CIA, sorry, it's not your business. Well, there's problems with all of that. I mean, this isn't going to ever be a case, having been in the legal system as a professional. There's never going to be special tribunals or courts. First of all, that smells and sounds and really doesn't look good for anybody. We've already seen that kind of stuff in many other military cases. And the second thing is that this is like a subjective thing now. Because we're talking about AI. There's not like Bob and Susie looking at your pictures, deciding whether you're being naughty. This is an AI. And we've seen far too many cases of people of color and otherwise being misidentified, mislabeled, misappropriated. So at the end of the day, I'm going to put this in the category like Elon Musk or one of the other people had said about AI. If you let it get too far, it's too late. (laughs) <laughs> because once they start this, this will not go backwards. And it is not, in my mind, very ironic that this was happening all the time. This was always the plan. This was always where it was going to end up. Because how many military-type things have we seen in the past that started for some altruistic purpose and then it was used for, you know, the, the guy who designs the software to help drop aid packages to villages and then the military uses it to target smart bombs and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So, Stephanie, I I totally
1: agree with what Spencer said. We seem to be at a crossroads. Encryption, you know, know, Bitcoin, how you put your credit card over the internet, the ability not to break this, which gives total privacy against the public good, good, because unfortunately other people are going to use this to hide... These terrible acts, plus terrorists. There seems to be we are, we've got two contradictory requirements here. What, what's your take on it, Stephanie?
3: I I don't know. I, this stuff gets me kind of stressed out. I I tend to sort of head in the sand about it a little bit, mostly because there's nothing I can do about it anyway. But you know, I'm everybody always like even in our marketing circles right we have people that are freaking out about marketing you know about tracking and blocking ads and all that stuff while at the same time we're telling our clients to install pixels on their sites and target all their you know like we do we want both we want our cake and we want to eat it too we want all the benefits of this stuff and none of the bad things yeah. and you know like everybody's been saying it's not it's not in the control of only the good guys it's you know it gets beyond that and at all of these things like we say like oh we've got all these amazing ai photo images we can add resolution to photos we can modify things we can make photos of our old family members have you seen this website where you can upload old photos of your family members and it will and you can upload audio and it will make them move and talk like it'll make them move and do things like just like that that's it's great like, those... you, can,
1: that you can replace me there
3: Yeah, there you go. Perfect. So you can... uh, (laughs) Now Andrew's crossing himself. uh, But yeah, so I mean, there's all these amazing, wonderful things that technology brings. And it always comes with a price. You know, I mean, when... You know, there wasn't that many people getting run over by horses and buggies. You had cars and people... There's accidents and people die from them more than like so many other things. You know, it's like there's so many different things with technology. It always comes at a price and sometimes i think using something like child molestation child abuse is a bit of a dirty tactic is that really what this is all about you know i mean because who's going to who's going to argue with trying to fight Sorry. child abuse like you if you it's go to prison to. as a child abuser you're going to get beat to death by criminals like even the criminals know that this is bad right so mm. th- this is this could be kind it's a bit of a tactic but i don't know i mean is it, well, is it a, worth it, you are, right? You know, is it worth the handoff?
1: Yeah. That's very observant of you, Stephanie, because it's a bit Thank like, you, you know, because you know, tomorrow will be um, the anniversary of nine eleven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nine eleven. some people, and I would be one of them, would say that nine eleven was an excuse for the Patrick Act, which is a deplorable, you know, to me, is an act that's totally against the uh, American spirit about... The founding principles of this country. It's a terrible piece of of legislation, but which would have never gotten through in normal times. But be, because of nine eleven, it was just rammed through the legislation, um, and it's still on. The, it's still on the books. It should be, in my opinion, removed tomorrow. Um, it's totally unacceptable. But that's my
4: opinion. So, Andrew, what well, do is- you? This is basically. Remember when the, the motor car was first put out? And no, no, do you? Can, yeah, yeah. I'm that old. I'm, no, but I was Sick educated burn. in England, so I remember a lot. <laughs> <John> does. <laughs> so uh, no, there, there was a guy with a red flag that was walking in front of the car, right? Warning, warning. So this is what this is. This is a honestly. This is look it up. It's history. Um, I know is that you guys your first job, Andrew? I know you guys don't get taught much history, but there you go. There's, um, so <laughs> you basically, you, the you swing. walk walking, we're walking in front of technology, waving a red flag, warning people about our dystopian future that's coming up, right? Because mm-hmm. the the danger with this, and again, not condoning what bad people do, but the danger with this, as with everything, is that good people will get tied up with this. And I'll give you a live example 20 years ago, a Boots, um, I think it was a Boots processing, you know, I think, processed some pictures with babies in the bath, right? This guy's babies in the bath. He got a visit from the police, right? So you don't want that. It's a babies in a bath. What's that? It's his kids. You've got, you've got kids going to hospital with a broken arm. The first thing they do is look at the parents and say, how did this happen? We fell out of a tree. He's a kid, you know, and you've got all this. So this... This is dangerous for us as normal thinking, hopefully fairly normal thinking, Jonathan, human beings (laughs) that have a sense of right, right? A sense of morals. But what do we do? We have to do something about these these criminals that are exploiting people. you know still, there's still I, I, trafficking going yeah. on of all sorts of things. So but we, I we do. honestly do feel we need you. our laws to catch up with the with the electronic age. We still we're still going on the eighteen ninety six telecommunications act in in the UK. We have to do some kind of catch up. I think this is too fast, too too much, too soon. Really, we have to do it in a gentle way and make sure that we protect the normal population. That's my view. Yeah.
0: Great. Thanks for that. You should, you should understand, too, that everybody probably can see this. They, laws are very quick to be made. They never, ever get removed. No, ever. they should. They should. Every time you make a new law, you should at least... But I'm saying because point. the reason, the, the way legislation in the United States works at the state and federal level is they're politically motivated, very exceptional to the geography or the time or the needs of the politician. They get put on the books. They get forgotten. That's why many states in particular have these vintage laws much like I, by the way, ironically, Britain has a few of them too. Where I read, like, yeah, right. y- if you if you walk around with a with a dangerous-looking fish in your hand or something, it's a crime. You know, what I mean, there was a <laughs> know, video about. Yeah, I mean, that I should really be a part. crime.
3: Let's I just say. want.
0: To, I think that was well observed by you, Spencer.
1: Because let's look look at the Espionage Act, which is which is was used to threaten Edward Snowden. This is why he's spending his
0: life in Moscow of all places. Yeah. Because The, if he, the, if he the Patriot ta- Act if he, has about 10,000 pork things in there, including protection for vaccine makers, which has nothing to do with today's thing. But just think about it. It's like they put full blanket liability in there for vaccine makers in the Patriot Act, along with a bunch of other stuff. It'll never get removed, ever. Well, I wouldn't
1: agree with you there i think if there's a will there's a way but there's nobody a who has
0: the political will because well, what would be the benefit of removing it like yes. the president now is doing some controversial stuff and maybe because of his standing or his age or his whateverness he's doing stuff that other politicians who had something in the future to worry about would never do you have to be in the twilight of your political years in order to even begin to think about what would benefit me for my job and my career. To well, try to when, we're,
1: when when Rob has gone and we're in bonus content, um, I will yeah. be um, giving... I'm talking about year. Rob. Yeah, <laughs> Behind right.
2: my uh, back. Sorry I can't make the bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, he's busy. Well, he's got a conference
1: to organise for next week. All right, uh, um, I'm very happy that you had the time to join us, Rob. Uh, I do know you're rather busy. Uh, um, So we're going to go for our break, and we'll be back, and we've got some other great stories. We'll be back in a few moments.
0: LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey From the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel, all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products mastermind class offers high-ticket software sales or subscription supplements not an expert don't worry we've got the training and the consultation you need WP launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress WooCommerce marketing automation and much more if you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business you owe it to yourself to try LaunchFlows today.
1: We're coming back. Um, before going to the next story, um, you just heard our advert for LaunchFlows. I just want to point out, if you go to WP Tonic newsletter and sign up for our great newsletter, which Andrew helps me with, plus I'll be adding a video with my own thoughts about this week and the bonus content. So, if you want to see me being truly outrageous, you need, no you, you need to <laughs> sign. You need. Know, he's got no control. no Spencer, I'll be, oh, oh I'll God. be hitting the old folks. So, you need to sign up for the newsletter and be aghast uh, at my remarks. And you know not try, but I can run. <laughs> I can really rant, drive, can't this I? There's a tough
0: headline, uh, Danwood, unhinged.
1: That's it, unhinged, <laughs> unleashed by unleashed, Spencer yeah. Andrew. <laughs> moving on, on, moving on, moving But get back to it. The other reason which you want to go to the newsletter page is that Launch Rose and thank you so much, Spencer, have offered a special deal on their lifetime um, plug-in deal you get almost uh, 30, 30% off the lifetime deal, and it's a pretty
0: good deal anyway. Uh, apparently, people have figured out to use it on the one, annual, too. I didn't yeah. realize I was that generous, but apparently, yeah, <laughs> people have been using too, the well coupon on the $50 <laughs>
1: plugin, too, so. Uh But you need to go, and also, Costo is offering six month 50% reduction, uh, which you can find the details on the newsletter page they're two great offers so on to story three um i'm gonna butcher the name timley tamley responds to feedback updates cookies consent banner limits this is a fascinating story do you know about this one stephanie do you want to start off
3: with this uh, no, I do
1: not. All right, Spencer. let Spencer do it again.
3: You don't <laughs> girl. Our, this, you haven't read really the who? stories.
1: I, I Listen, I almost couldn't even make not.
3: it today. And All Jonathan right. was like, please come, please, come. And, right. like, please <laughs> come. and I said, okay, as long as you promise I to beg, not, me. I beg, Stephanie, I beg. We need
1: a lady. The <laughs> other two apart. Uh, Spencer, what do you think of this? This time? is
0: a uh, once upon a time, there was a little plug-in that did very well as a free plugin, and it had thousands of happy users. Then one day, some genius decided to come in and change the whole plugin and charge for it without notifying anybody. The problem is, this has happened so many times, it's cliche at this point. Like, has anybody not figured out that the users who are going to buy your product are not the ones who've been using it for free in the repository <laughs> all the time? Because if they need a book... There's one written by one of the commenters, and I'm not going to name his name, but he's written the headline of his new book about why this has been seen a million times again. So scroll down to the comments, and he's got a four-letter name, and he actually explains very well why this is ridiculous at this point, because you can't give it away for free and then charge for it later. And if you want, you're welcome to search my name over in TechCrunch back around 2005 or six or so, because... I was a guy from Chicago who came into the world of freemium in the SaaS world of Silicon Valley, where they were giving it away for free, 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 free. And I said, in Chicago, if you open up a hot dog stand and you give away your hot dogs for free, you know what you'd be? You'd be bankrupt. So in WordPress, it's ridiculous that these people think this is the way to do it. And sadly, they could have done it better because if you had a plugin like this, what you can do is invite these people into the paid product as a reward for having been your early adopters. Give it to them for free or something for six months or a year. Make them into raving fans. This is right out of the Rob Walling playbook, by the way. But the idea is you take somebody who's your friend, who's your potential supporter and fan, and you give them an incentive to be your fan. You don't stick your thumb in their eye by just changing what they've been relying on for free as if they're they're stupid.
1: Can I let Rob in first? because Rob. Uh, uh, um, Rob, I think they need to listen to your podcast, these Gosh. people. I think they lost the plot a little <laughs> bit,
2: didn't they? Here's the bit there were there were two mistakes here. The first one is uh, just if you're if you're gonna be a software entrepreneur, if you're gonna release a product, don't have unlimited free tiers. Just don't don't make it free unless you never plan to sell it. And guess what? You plan to sell it. You will at some point want to or need to. If you create something of value, at some point you're like, wait, I can get $100,000. I can get a million dollars. I can get $3 million for this thing. Everything changes once you've built something worth it. So make a good decision from the start. And yes, if if it had a free plan from the start, that, a free tier that went up to $10,000 or $100,000 or $500,000, but then there was just some tier that was like, hey, here's your enterprise tier and you pay a hundred bucks a month, a thousand, just something, even if no one paid you any money, at least there would be some expectation. So that was the first major mistake. And the second major mistake is what Spencer talked about. It If you, if you acquire a plugin, um, I don't know that I would go so far as to grandfather everyone into a free tier personally, but you have to do it really gently. You have to, if you're going to make changes and not grandfather folks, you need to do it over the course of, three, six, 12 months, you need to announce it, you need to let them know again, you, need, you know what I mean? It, you have to handle these things with kid gloves and assume people are going to get upset, especially with this many people using it.
4: Does nobody uh, remember WooCommerce lifetime deal? I bought WooCommerce oh yeah, lifetime well, deal, yeah. right? well, if you're, They were one of the yeah. first people to do this, right? Not even, yeah. even before they sold, I think. But the, uh, the point is, is that this happens. You know, shit happens when you, you, you develop a plugin, it becomes wildly popular. And like Rob says... Have your free tier. This is what you get for you. If we're releasing a plugin on Monday, it's a free tier. This is what you get. If you want to have more, pay, pay us some money, please. You know, that, that's the key. But when I took over Sean's 23 plugins, there wasn't a free tier. There was never a free tier. These plugins were always commercial. But you used to pay 10 bucks for a lifetime, right? Now you pay $10 every, every year because of the support burden and stuff like that. So what I did was say, Do you know what? Anybody that paid 10 bucks for this when it wasn't visual builder capable for Divi, you can have it if you ask for it. I'm not going to go out and chase you, but if you've got a problem, yeah, we'll give you the free version. We'll give you the, the, the updated version forever. It's not a problem because there's, I don't know, 60,000 users and, and, and some people have deprecated down to other or using other stuff. But what Rob says is absolutely spot on. I'm a freemium guy. I've always I don't understand developers giving stuff away for free f- forever because the support burden is massive. You know, we've got a free plugin on the WordPress repository. There's 50,000 people. It's so easy to use. We get we get one support thing in about a year, you know, it's ridiculous, but if you've got a complex plugin why give it away for free? You're, you're, you know, you can't, you can't feed your kids on free. Sorry. Yeah, you sure. Hey, you Steph, know, that, uh,
0: that, that feature bump is really the secret that would have solved sure. it the best because if they just said, we're feature locking out everybody who's gotten us from A to here to Z, we want to reward you. You can have it forever and it's just like it was, but we're not going to be adding new features to it. We'll make sure it's not broken, but that's it. And then now... Sure. Here's this bonus, like, version two that you can move to. A lot of people who do video editing software, like I use Telestream's uh, ScreenFlow, Mm -hmm. they they keep upgrading to a different model. And at first I was annoyed, but then I realized, you know what, that makes sense because then they can sort of safely abandon or jettison all of the people who will never upgrade anyway and then limit their exposure, uh, which is the model that works too. I want to go Uh, on to... uh, I just want to say
3: one quick thing. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I've never even heard of Termly. Like, did you guys know? Did you guys use this before?
0: No, it's only if no, you're yeah. in Europe because it's for GDPR. And nobody in America is GDPR anymore. compatible. So yeah, this this yeah, this but, monkey. I mean,
3: but still, it. like, okay. So is this also? Is this maybe a case of n- no press is bad press? Either, like, I wonder if people are going to come now and say like, oh, this is kind of worth paying for. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're go- talking about it, and i never even heard of them before. Yeah,
1: I want to go on to story four. And I want Stephanie to remark about it first. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. The um, Texas abortion ban could force tech to snitch on users. So Stephanie, as our token woman, but we Open there were supposed to be two others Sorry, what's your take? What's your take on this to start off with? Well, uh, Stephanie?
3: Are, are we talking again? I mean, so. This article is about tech snitching on users. So this comes back to what we talked about two stories ago, right? Where where does it, where's the line? Where where do things, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into like a political battle on this show or any show. I'm not going to get into all that stuff of, on like whether or not people have the right, right to do this or, wrong, or that, yeah. whatever, like right or wrong. But if we want to talk about the tech, then that's that same 1984 dystopia, does it make a better future or does it turn us into the robots are taking over? You know, like, it just comes back to all of this. Are we going to allow tech to have this much power or not?
1: Yeah, so, Rob, <coughs> you know, Texas Texas has tried to make itself out as, you know, if you're fed up with California, um, come to Texas. We're the hub, the new hub of te- technology. We're the place the buzz place to come to, you know, forget California, come here, um, low no taxation, and then then they produce this, in my opinion, the most reprehensible pile of shit ever seen in history. How do you think this is gonna affect Texas positioning as this place that all you know, if you if you're in the tech sector, you should move to Texas.
2: Yeah, you know, since so many people in technology um, are from the coast and tend to be, uh, I'd say, more left leaning, I don't know. It could have an impact. I think it depends on on the individuals. I also think this law is not going to last. As of this morning, the U.S. Department of Justice is suing the state of Texas. That's like uh, it was obviously happened after this article was written. But the whatever your politics or opinion on on you know uh, you know pro life, pro choice, the law is poorly written it is way too far reaching and that's what this that's what this new um this article is talking about is it could force tech to snitch on users it could force uber in in the way it's written it's like if an uber driver <laughs> drives someone to a clinic and then they get an abortion then they've Michael, aided and abetted right. I mean, it's insane so the law it's is so insane. poorly constructed that it makes it it can't stand on the books like if this Michael. happens that other states do it what other cities you know can do it um it, it we can't have laws like this it, we just right. I,
3: got a, I got an email from Uber saying, or was it, was one of them, one of the rideshare ones. I mean, I don't live in Texas even, but it was like, hey, just a heads up, like, we'll still take you anywhere you need to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, but that's that is that part's nuts. Point. Now, if somebody has a driverless car and they're programming it in. And OK, that's on you. It's on you if you go in the car and tell your driver or if you drive yourself there. Like, yeah, I gotta not, say, Rob, driver's this, fault. Jeez. Yeah, I gotta the say. Issue, gotta the issue
4: say. is data protection. This is everybody's missing this point. Right. I'm not allowed to, Jonathan. I'm not allowed to share your email address without your permission, right? So how come a stranger can share my personal details? Yeah, well, a, you know, yeah
1: it's, just, well, it's just impossible. It's against the yeah, law anyway. Yeah. What I was going to put to Robert and Chew was they've got this kind of bounty, haven't they, Rob? They brought out this bounty full you know, that's what it is. They put a ba-
2: no- what other law, is crazy, What really other lie do we know of that basically? If I have no connection to someone, I can sue them for and and get this damage. It's it's, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, I heard someone on a on a podcast I listened to say uh, there's they're laughing because they almost are wondering if uh, you know the people who put this law together are like closet liberals because it's going to backfire so badly on them the way it is written. You know, and it was kind of a haha moment, right,
1: Spencer? Because you're legal, but I, I don't know what what. They're drinking in Texas in the legislature. I don't know what they're sipping, but my God, Spencer,
0: you're, you're muted, Spencer. You're muted. Let's start with the basics because you, this is one time where I have to call it what it is. Okay. The Republican Party has come to the full clarification that they only have two issues they can ever talk about. Guns or abortion. They have nothing else meaningful that helps anybody. Even their constituents who are wealthy are not impressed by anything other than guns and abortion. So the supremacy clause of the United States, which was not ignored. It was just looked the other way at the moment, says that you cannot make any state law that supersedes a federal law. The law federally in the United States is that abortion is legal now. These yahoos, who are looking for nothing more than attention for their political careers by being as controversial as possible, wrote a law that, as Rob and you, the rest of you guys pointed out, cannot stand because there's no nexus. There's no basis for anybody to be a plaintiff in a case when they have no direct proximate cause damages. You can't put bounties out for the public. But what's interesting is that there's seven or 10 other states, including Missouri yesterday, who passed a law using the same model because that's how Republicans, sorry, think. Their law says that anybody can have a bounty on any police or law enforcement officers who interfere by cooperating with the federal authorities in a gun-related case. So the local Republican sheriffs have lost their shit because they're working with the FBI and all the other federal agencies to try to get drug dealers and criminals off the streets, and now they're subject to a fifty thousand dollar personal bounty by anybody who. I can keep going, but I'm not because you can already see how absurd this is. And remember, we talked (laughs) a moment ago. I said it's easy to make laws, and it's hard to come out. Right, This is the perfect example. Politicians can make laws for any reason, any time, as long as the political strength is behind them to get it passed. And then they sit around until some test case comes along that demonstrate publicly how absurd they are. In this case, I do think that's going to happen sooner than later. But the the audacity in the world we live in, where there's so many more important things to focus on, that... Guns and abortion are being used as the centerpiece in a city, sorry, in a state like Texas, where there's the island of Austin, where all the California people with money are moving to make it an amazing tech center. And surrounding it is like 18th century mindset. Or better yet, if you took a picture of Governor Abbott and his cronies and you put, you know, Taliban style headdresses on them. There's no difference between them and the way the Taliban acts. So I challenge anybody politically to claim that the people in the Taliban are acting irrationally when the people in Texas in government are, because there's just no way to rationalize that. It's equally crazy the way that these people behave. Yeah, just to
1: finish <laughs> off, Rob, I just want to finish. Um, the only thing, Rob, is because obviously I'm a hybrid, I'm English for. And also, I'm American. You know, I've been living in America for 15 years, Rob. And I'm a dual national now, Rob. But I find this whole thing bizarre—the English side of me, because you know, England's got its problems. But we have learned that there's certain things that are private that should be discussed between you and your doctor. <laughs> and there's other things that, yeah, yeah. Are pub- that are public. You know, we—I just. I, I really can't even follow the, the discussion. It's the English side of me. I just find the whole thing bizarre. It, it, am I right to feel the whole thing is a bit bizarre?
2: I mean, I think it depends on perspective, right? That's that's then arguing the the right and wrong of this. And I, um, you know, I don't, um, Andrew. It sounded like you were going to weigh in yeah, uh, sure. in the UK. No, no, this is just, the UK we not feeling. Actually,
4: we have literally just a month and a half ago. Um, the government were about to sell our national health service data, personal data. So when he said it's like talking to doctors private, it wasn't. So <laughs> any, and 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 guess who we were going to sell them to? An American healthcare company. So you know wow. we are we're suffering from your you guys your your guys lack of um, state control really because you, the federal government seems to be almost powerless to separate church from state, right, or religious views from state. Mm -hmm. Um, As an atheist, I find that really difficult because I don't understand why there is even a religious view. But the point is, is that you have to have a moral standing in everything that you do, right? That's That's just stat. What Texas are doing is Basically, authorising the subjugation of women. There's no other way to put it, and that's my personal view. Right, I'm not an American citizen, I'm a I'm a UK citizen, and if we if we're not careful, the southern the, the Republican states of America will start to be to to literally look like all the memes have said, like The Handmaid's Tale. And if you've ever read the book and watched it's the TV show. It's so scary that we are, we are defi- I mean, we're not conspiracy theorists. I'm definitely not a conspiracy theorist. But I tell you what, you guys are heading towards a dystopia that is very disturbing of, of state control over individual choices. And you wait until it starts hitting men. And that's when you'll see a civil war because well, I'
1: a mixture I'm a mixture of left wing tendencies and right wing attitudes like most under his eye Andrew. Um, but I, I you know whatever that whatever Kulag this lot are taking that God knows
0: what. My God, they're bonkers. I mean, truly bonkers. When they they misuse it for everything under the sun, it starts with guns and abortion, but now you said it's going into police thing. When they're using it for like bowling alleys or pizza joints and everything else, that's Crazy. when the ludicrousy makes it, you know, they burned it out. And then they'll move on from it as if they never said it in the first place. Oh, we didn't really mean that we were, you I know. Like we've been
4: saying always, get a yeah,
1: vaccination. I need, you know. I need to get fins because Rob needs to bail out quickly. So um, I need to get on with fins panel. So um, before we go to our re- re- recommendations of the week... Um, I just want to mention the free workshop um I'm doing with Spencer soon after this round this round table show at ten thirty Pacific Standard Time. Um if you're listening to this live, please join us. You'll be able to watch it on the Facebook um group page for the WP Tonic Tribe and we'll be discussing marketing automation, <laughs> won't we, Spencer? Let's go like on uh Gutenberg. Yes. Sales funnel. Yeah, it's great. And we'll be doing it next month as well on the second Friday. I don't know, the Pacific date escapes me, but it will be on the group page, Um, Facebook page. So panel recommendation, obviously mine is microconf. Um, I'm going to Portland next week. Uh, um, I'm doing a little trip up to the Repu- the socialist republic of Portland, uh, um, to uh, um, attend Rob's conference. I'm really pumped up. It's the first time I've left my home office in two years. I sleep here, so I'm, <laughs> e- <laughs> I'm escaping. Uh, we're gonna meet Rob in person, hopefully. Um, um, and it just should be fun. I think tickets are our tickets still available. Rob. There's still a few.
2: Yep, almost sold out, uh, but there's a couple. Very, they're like 130 bucks. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, very, it's just a one-day yeah. event.
1: Yeah, it's a one-day event, very reasonably priced. Please join us. Um, that's on the Wednesday, isn't it? Next week, the 15th. So uh, be in the show notes. Um, please join us there. Support Rob, and he's been very supportive to the WordPress community and the startup community in general. Please join us. So, um, Spencer, what's your recommendation?
0: I found what i want to call almost perfect out-of-the-box plugin called Site Demo Creator. I got to get in touch with the author to see if he's going to support sound. What this does is the plugin for WordPress, you put it in your site. If you want to demonstrate something on your site and you do screen recordings like I do frequently, it gives you a mobile mockup or a desktop mock-up where you can either record directly on your computer with one button with no other stuff, or you can use your normal screen recorder, which I have to do currently because let's say I want the sound with it. But it allows you to sort of like show it in the context of like a focused browser, especially with the mobile. So it's super cool when you want to demonstrate things to people that would normally take extra software. For example, like if you wanted to show an iPhone or something like that, you'd have to use another piece of software that emulates it on your computer. This just doesn't. It. It's free. It does exactly what it says. It didn't crash. He's not <laughs> selling it. I don't think he's going to upsell me. And I was really amazed at how, unique the solution was because it was a pain that I had, but I hadn't thought about until the plugin came along. And it's like, that is a problem that I have. And this solves it perfectly. Spencer,
3: call, call Loom and tell them to buy it.
0: (laughs) I, I use Loom by the way, but I will tell you just for those doing, there's lots of ways to record screen and I use Loom for the convenience, but I will tell you that Loom has one annoying feature about it, that it records the overlay of me permanently onto the one stream versus if i record separately i can turn it on and off so i'm often in my videos having to move myself around the screen which is very distracting to a lot of people
1: yes i do that i do it naturally though um rob have you got a representation? and please place it into chat of this and um my assistant my andrew palmer We'll put it into Slack. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Rob, I'm sorry. Rob, I need an Andrew Palmer. Yes, I, 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 I'm getting ready. We all need Andrew Palmer. Uh, Andrew puts so, the ass in assistant, though, doesn't yeah, he, guys? He's my jeeps there. Uh, Rob, uh, <laughs> Rob, have you got a reference? Uh, uh, feed that you would have pushed to the tribe
2: i do it is called really if you know what a swipe file is it's where you see good designs or you see good marketing copy or you see good design patterns or whatever and you you save them in your email somewhere you save them in a dropbox really good emails is this almost infinite scroll of Good email designs and visual effects and all all that kind of stuff. So it it ranges from e-commerce, they're categorized. It's just an incredible um, free resource that I think most people uh, haven't heard about.
1: Just before I go on, it's it's strange how some technologies die, but then it's strange how some technologies come back again. Now, a time email, oh, email, horrible, newsletters, blah now they seem to be back into vogue again, Rob. Don't they? It's funny how, things how it goes.
2: Out. The new yeah. generation, next generation comes, and we realize, oh, email, I'd rather have uh, one email subscriber than like 500 Facebook followers. You know, I, it's know. Just- I think
0: the, the swipe file concept that this uses, which Rob <laughs> reference swipe file concept is something that is so incredibly powerful, whether it be for layouts or patterns or emails or, or marketing copy. And it's like, that was the thing we all did always. And then we forgot about it. And now it's like, everything is drag and drop back to that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We forgot right. about it because we started saving a million things that we never went to look yeah, at. And go. they all got piled up and forgot yeah. where they all were.
1: Right, Stephanie, have you got a recommendation for the tribe?
3: I do. I've been using this app called uh, Vectera. It's it's nothing like wild and crazy that you haven't used before. But um, it's it, I've been using it instead of Zoom, for my one-on-ones with my assistant, who I've been training over the past couple months. We sort of co-work with it. I've just been using the free version, but even with the free version, it integrates with Google Calendar to schedule, just like Zoom does. And it, the thing I love about it is that when you're in a meeting, like when you're on Zoom, if you want to share the screen, if somebody else wants to share, you have to stop and they start. You can both share and then you can just jump back and forth to whichever one of the shares you want to look at. There's also a whiteboard that is shared and you can share files right through it and things like that. It's just it's just dead simple. And for the free account, you can set up like three, I think, uh, custom links. So I have them for, you know, her name and my company name and something else. And so they're, they're, it's great for the one on ones. And I will probably end up upgrading for more people. Oh, okay. Just, Put the right handy. Is- Put that
1: into Slack so Jeeves can uh, help me out on it. Uh, um, you
4: are. You
1: and it um, sounds really so, and the Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> the Andrew
4: Parma. What's your recommendation to the tribe? Zip message. Anybody heard of Brian Cassell? Yep. Genius, right? <laughs> he did the restaurant engine years ago. First, you know, multi-site and everything. And if restaurant owners could build their website for 54 bucks a month. It was great. And he's come up with zip Message, and it's asynchronous messaging. Oh, yeah. So how good is that for you guys? Because you're dealing with somebody in the UK. You know, you're Jonathan, mm-hmm. you're on PST. It's what is it? It's 10 o'clock in the morning there now or something. It's some past five now. You can send me a message at 11 o'clock your time. I'll get it. I can reply to it. The nice thing about it is, is that it can be a video, a full-on video. It can be screen share. It can be, and you just share a link. But also... The great thing about it, why Brian is so bloody clever, it annoys me how clever he is, right? Because he's, he's got terrible time. of People like Rob, but rob the, as well. But the he's thing is, is that he's got... Um, you can, You have time to answer. So if you're the supplier and the customer asks you an awkward question, you're not on Zoom going, I'll get back to you on that one. You've got time to fix the issue in your head how are you going to explain it to him and answer the message back. So asynchronous messaging, I think... Yes, there's Loom. Yes, there's other stuff like that. But Zip Message, amazing. Right. And yeah, um, it's premium,
1: you know. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, do you need to go now, Rob, or can you just do another couple of minutes?
2: I need to russ off. Yeah. I actually have a, a, we're interviewing for our fourth batch of startups and my call started about 30 seconds ago. Uh, on yeah. Thank you Get so on much,
1: exactly. Rob. Nice
4: to meet you, Rob. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to see you. See you. Bye. See ya.
2: bye. See ya.
1: Right so this this wrap up the show we're going to continue the discussion um Stephanie might be leaving us cuz she might be doing other things I'll leave that to Stephanie's discretion we're going to uh, um we're going to be wrapping up the podcast part of the show folks but we're going to continue the discussion um which you'll be able to see on the WP Tonic group page the Mastermind group page. So if you want to see the real juicy discussion, go there. But Spencer and Andrew have um, put me under surveillance and said I've still got to modify my comments.
0: (laughs) But it'll be a little bit juicy. I just Uh, got my finger on the show turn off button.
1: Right, he's going to switch me off if he or well, Andrew is. He's got a mute button there to shut me up. Uh, um, so we'll be going on there. So please join us for the bonus content um, and also sign up for our newsletter. I'm going to let the panel um, tell you how you can find out more about them. Um, so, Spencer, if people want for the podcast, for the benefit of the podcasters, what's the best way to find out more about you, Spencer?
0: Uh, They can go to WPLaunchify.com and discover their stack of WordPress plugins, or they can come to LaunchFlows.com and check out what we're doing with WordPress and sales funnels with WooCommerce. And thank you for your continued support for your sponsorship
1: of the show. It's much appreciated, Spencer. Um, Andrew, what is the best
4: way for people... To find out more about your thoughts and inspiration, Andrew. Well, you can find me in the Focus WP <laughs> Facebook group. You can find me in the Divi Theme Users Facebook group and Grid Pain Community Facebook group. Where will you we find you in the WP Tommy Mastermind Facebook group. group? I'm just because i got nothing else to do, right, other than stalk <laughs> these Facebook groups. But you can I mean, basically, if you want to know. Well, you also, also
3: golfing. Right. go golfing. You also do go, go golf. I can't.
4: I've hurt my leg. Himself, I'm injured I'm on, himself. at the minute. I st- I hurt my leg uh, yesterday really badly, so I've got. I'm on crutches oh, for the next no. two weeks. it's crazy, right? Oh anyway, man, he's um, going to
3: be so grumpy for the next. I am. Two weeks, I you am. Yeah,
4: I cannot even begin to tell you how grumpy. I can't even stand he was up. Gr-
1: oh, we had a Zoom before this, Stephanie. And he was grumpy to me. Oh, um uh, Stephanie,
4: have you got? Oi, I haven't
1: finished Oh, yeah, it's, it's Andrew. Sorry, yeah, cool, sorry. I lost my plot glani, again. Sorry, It's old age, Andrew. I'm losing This
4: Shush. Now, this no. is andrewparmer.com is where you can find me and at Arnie Palmer on Twitter. Thank you. Right.
1: So, Stephanie, how can people find out more about you and your thoughts?
3: You can uh, come to focuswp.co or you can more than likely find me over in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, B-I-Z.
1: That's great. And please join us for the bonus content, which starts in the next minute. Um, you'll find that bonus and the, the real tribe on the WP Tonic Mastermind Facebook group. Please join us there. And also sign up for the newsletter where you'll see a bit of a rant from me, which Andrew will just love. So we'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.